Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Goodbye, University. Well, we've got quite a treat today. We haven't had one of these calls in a while, but when I saw what was unfolding in Tom's life, I asked him, will you jump on the phone and tell us what's going on in your world? How did you create what you've got? manifesting because I know lots of people who are looking to do similar things, not finding the same success that Tom has. And I thought, let's pick Tom's brain. So um, Tom Wells is our guest today. He's our success story subject. And Tom, what I was intending here for this conversation was for you to maybe give us a rundown of what's transpired for you. We're talking specifically in your business, but um, I think fellow creators can glean lots of tips no matter what we might be creating in our own lives based on what you've, um, how you've engaged things for yourself. If someone has background noise, please star six. And um, if you want to unmute yourself later, you hit star six again if you'd like to ask questions. But Tom, um, would you give us an introduction for those of you who don't know who you are? Tom is one of our complimentary coaches, so I know many of you are already familiar with him as an LOA savvy coach. But Tom, for those who might be meeting you for the first time, will you uh, tell us about yourself? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a prosperous and successful life coach. <laughs> That's my affirmation. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I live in Boulder, Colorado. And I have um, been working at developing a coaching practice since about um, 2011 when I did my first coaching training. Um, got another coaching training in 2013 and then um, began to study law of attraction earnestly in 2014 and have been have gone through quite a major life transformation of my own life based on my diving deep into the law of attraction and making it my spiritual practice and then my coaching modality that I wanted to use with clients. So I've been developing a coaching business very um, slowly and deliberately and patiently over a period of a number of years and only began taking paying clients in the last several months. Not that I didn't want to take them before, but it took that long to get my business to where I wanted, where I was really ready to take clients. So, yeah, I've spent um, the better part of my life, of my adult life, being a, uh, a devotee of a teacher from India who I no longer really am associated with, but I practiced his meditation from the time I was 23 till I was about 60, and I'm 68 now. Um, so I've really been doing my own thing, you might say, spiritually ever since um, 19, ever since I turned 60. But of course, I've always been doing my own thing. But had this teacher for a long time, and he was incredibly instrumental in my um, having a lot of peace and a lot of love and a lot of joy in my life for most of my adult life. So I've been really blessed with that, and um, now I'm just becoming the the guru of my own life and uh, realizing mm-hmm. that I have as much um, charisma and as much capability of experiencing the depths of my own self, of who I really am, uh, without a teacher, without a guru. And uh, I just depend on listening to Abraham and, and then just coming to my own self-realization. Um, that's a little bit about me. I love to do comedy improv and I mountain bike and I hike and I river raft and I just love the outdoors. I'm totally a devotee of nature and a lot about Native American spirituality. And um, I'm single right now and was divorced uh, about seven years ago and have three kids, three stepkids that are really my kids because I raise them. So, well, you've been um, have, using some of your creative powers in the dating world as well, haven't you? That might be another interesting <laughs> thing to pick your brain about. But 
But, okay, so you said that – I've got a couple of questions for you. First of all, you said you started studying law of attraction in earnest in 2014. Did I hear that right? Yeah, I, I was into a little bit. Because you were using this in your former job, right, when you were working on campuses. Yeah, I first books. got into Abraham – I got into Abraham in 2006, 2007, and I had been working on college campuses since 1986. I've had my own business as a college uh, textbook broker, buying and selling college textbooks on about 15 different college campuses in Utah and Idaho. I did that from 1986 until the last five five years. It no longer is the way I can make money because the Internet has replaced the little niche I had. But, yes, I would use Law of Attraction um, by setting, you know, and goal setting and things. So I knew all about goal setting. I've always been into personal growth work. And I knew that if I set a goal, I was more likely to achieve the result than if I didn't. And I learned it by trial and error because I would go on a college campus at 8 in the morning and try to do my work. And, and by sometimes by 11 or 12 noon, I wouldn't be making any money. And I would say, what's wrong? And eventually I realized that if I would set a goal for the day, that it would everything would then unfold. <laughs> like once I said, okay, I'm making $600 today, um, then it would just unfold. Okay. And then each year I would up the amount, you know, that I well, would. You, I, okay, mm-hmm. you use the word goal for that, and the way you said it feels more like a declaration, like a like a saying what's so, like today I'm yeah. making X amount of money. Um, I yeah, know you've that's what it was. Some, yeah, that's, that's powerful. So you've been playing with that for, for quite a while. So when it came time to start creating success for your coaching business, you already had a pretty – strong, conscious creation, understanding, and practice in place, correct? You weren't you weren't new to this. No. I think what really was the challenge for me in doing what I really wanted to do, rather than a, a college textbook business, which is not anything I ever really wanted to do, I did it because I only had to work 100 days a year and I could make over 100,000, <laughs> but... <laughs> But um, but I always wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to, like, express myself in the world and my unique, you know, capabilities and talents and gifts. And when I finally put that on the front burner and went for it starting in about 2009, um, I found it would be a completely different world because it brought up all my own personal beliefs about myself. And, you know, you know the self-love and the worthiness issues really became prominent because I said to myself, well, you know, I guess I just didn't feel like I I knew how to go out in the world and be who I really was, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot easier to work a job that was sort of anonymous, but then to be identified with every aspect of myself in my work and to have to be authentically who I am, that took me from 2009 till now to really manifest it. Okay. Okay, um Tom, what called you to coaching? What what made you want to do this? Um well, when I was I was a director of communities all around the United States from the age 23 to 33 um for this same teacher from India and and I realized as a director of these communities that I was really good working with people and I really loved being with people all day long and talking to them about what's going on in their family or raising their kids or whatever it was. So it was kind of like the parish priest or something in all these different communities. And um, and then when I got out of that, I I did a bunch of um, personality evaluation and realized that, that the top thing that I really wanted to do was to be a psychotherapist. And But I, I started to go back to school but realized I didn't really want to learn about Jung and Freud and all these things. I had no interest. I just wanted to I just wanted to coach people. I just wanted to do psychotherapy. <laughs> and so I never pursued it. Um, and so then when when marriage ended and my business ended, I said, okay, you know, that just felt like the most natural fit to me um, was to was to be in a position of, of coaching. And, um, and it was an easy entry kind of thing that I could turn from, you know, this career I had in sales and just begin to study coaching and then with hope, with the hopes that I would then just turn it into a practice. But I wasn't very enthusiastic about it because I was still doing my own personal transformation and the methods I was learning of coaching, they didn't really resonate with me enough. They didn't really, you know, ring my bell. (laughs) Mm. 
but when I found law of attraction, it changed my entire life uh, over overnight. And um, yeah, I know that feeling. So cool how that happens. All right, so I've got everyone muted because I had a little background noise. So if anyone wants to talk, I can't remember how to raise your hands. But if anyone's in chat room and has a question, feel free to post it. But what I'd love to hear next, Tom, is the process you went about for building your business. I know you had said that you did some training and that this wasn't something that just unfolded you know, in a matter of weeks. It's, it has been a process, but I'd love to hear some detail around the journey, the parts that you feel were instrumental, both in like the obstacles that you had to overcome and the, the alignment practices that allowed your success. And maybe we should describe. Do you think it would be appropriate to describe what you created or where do you want to go from here? I'll let you tell your story how you want to tell it, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it's I was trying to think how I wanted to tell this story, and I wrote some things down. But um, what I realized is that I, I've been a person who's always been getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. And for a while, that was like a fault I thought I had, and people would point that out to me. You know, I'd be in a men's group, and they'd say, Tom, you're always talking about you're going to do this career, you know, or, or the college professors I would work with, they said, you're always talking about you're going to do something different, and when are you going to do it? And um, and I always thought, well, you know, when I'm ready to do it. And uh, and finally, Abraham, in the last year or two, has, has mentioned this idea of getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, they, and they talk about it in such a way that I realize this is actually just completely okay. It's completely cool to be getting ready. And, the, and then when they finally said that because the time will come when the next logical step is going to be the clients and the money, you know, that is just going to flow from this, this gift you give to yourself of letting yourself get ready. So what I did was I, I realized that I wanted to teach clients or give, you know, public speeches or do teleseminars or webinars. And if I'm going to talk to clients, about law of attraction, I want to be coming from a practical experience of having manifested my business from law of attraction. You know, my success in coaching, my success with my income needs to come from my practical manifestation via law of attraction. And so I slowly eliminated over the last four years anything that felt like I was struggling to make a business happen or struggling to make money. Now, luckily, I, okay. I had... Yeah. This is the part I want everyone to hear. This part feels, I want to say, pretty radical because you practiced it so well. I mean, your commitment to that practice was, I think, really exceptional from what I've seen from many others who are looking to create something similar. Yeah, well, thank you. But, you know, I, I had a great gift in that I had a little bit of life savings. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> And so I was—I didn't have that constant pressure, like you've got to get the rent money in, dude, by the end of the month. It was like you know you could go a few years without working and still be okay. And so but that's you a, did feel—you did feel pressure, though, right? You oh, weren't Mister, like I oh, I got living, all the time in the world. I've—I've I've been living with so much angst around money that it's—it's it's, might as well be that I was broke. In fact, most of the women, <laughs> most of the women that I'd end up dating were completely broke, and I would think. What's this mirror telling me? You know, it, it, you know, they would always be driving a broken down pickup or a completely destroyed car. And I'm thinking, why is so many women reflecting this to me? And I think it's, you know, it's because it's my consciousness. I think I'm that broke, you know, and that I'm so afraid of the future of not having enough money, you know, and if I don't get it together now, how am I going to get it together in my 70s, you know, or my You're 80s? So you know, am I going to be trying to make money then? And so... So my, my whole is last four years, and well, actually the last six years, has been letting go of this intensity around fear that I'm not going to be taken care of and that mm-hmm. somehow I won't and that I don't have the confidence myself to make it happen. I don't have the confidence that the universe will take care of me. But I did also have that. I also did have confidence, and I also did have trust in the universe. So it was just, you know, catch-22 of, of uh, oscillating back and forth between faith and going forward and fear and retrenching. And so I think that's why it took so long. It took me years to develop this this business because of just my anxiety around 
um, fully trusting mm. and and just and fully knowing that what it is I really want to do. But I but I learned to accept the fact that this is just the way that I roll for now, and that mm-hmm. it's okay. And mm-hmm. if I just keep taking baby steps and putting one foot in front of the other, and I keep doing another little thing and another little thing and another little thing towards my coaching practice, that eventually I'll have it. And several years ago, I decided that I would get my clients by public speaking. So I launched into learning all that I could about public speaking and starting to write this speech that was going to become, you know, this wonderful way of attracting clients, like a 50-minute speech. It ended up taking me a year to write a 50-minute speech. I was just going to ask, when you say, I decided I was going to get my clients by speaking, was that inspired? Was it an inspiration or was it like a, you know, logical, rational strategy that was, you know, it was both. It, it was both okay. because I remembered so much from my days of running communities how much I loved being up on stage in front of everyone and, and, and contemporaneously speaking, you know, just spontaneously giving speeches constantly. Um, and and I felt like it just – I loved being in front of a crowd. And I had put on seminars about the environment and things to here in Boulder, and I felt it's a natural thing – it's a natural fit for me to be up on a mm-hmm. stage. But – I also felt an, an anxiety about it because it's just that thing of getting up in front of people. <laughs> and then how do you write a speech? To, it wasn't going to be spontaneous speaking. It was going to be – it had to be the specially prepared speech. But I, it looked like the best way to get clients because you could just go out and give the speech. And so many people were saying, if you get it all good at that, you just start signing people up. You know, they just, mm-hmm. they just start – you know, they like your speech. They like you. They get a chance to hear you and see you. And they and they say, hey, yeah, I'll do a, a free discovery session with you, because mm-hmm. that's the way I was going to always do it was do a free session, and then I, I could mm-hmm. determine if I wanted to coach them, and they could determine if they wanted to work with me. But for some reason, I had resistance to speaking. I mean, to creating this speech. But that's why it took so long. And once I created the speech and gave it, it was such a pressure off my shoulders that I immediately launched into creating my website. Um, you had already helped me create my first website before I gave my speech because the speech became a great <laughs> impetus for me to have a website, business cards, and a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And so I had created those really quickly in the month of January and February of this year with your help and, and others' help, and, and I put it together in a nice enough way that I felt confident to go give my speech, hand people a business card, tell them what my my website and my Facebook page were, and I had the beginnings of a business, but nobody signed up for a discovery session at my first speech. So I felt really relieved, and I, I went back and started to tweak my website. And it was in the tweaking of my website that everything came together because I, I hired a good tech assistant and I spent two months working on it. And as I made every page on that site and put up every photo, I was living my dream. I was living the dream of being this prosperous, successful coach and I was putting these incredible pictures on my website and, and writing all this copy and saying to people, here's who I am, here's what I deliver, here's my biography. And by doing all that, I started to really come into a sense that I was really going to be a coach. And then There's I was doing coaching. Yeah. I was doing coaching with you at the same time, and you kept saying to me, um, when are you just going to be the prosperous coach that you want to be? Just start being it now totally own it, and don't even act as if, just be it. And I was hearing that on the, on the Good Vibe University calls, and I was, I was finding that that was out of my reach. You know, it was like I wanted to. I knew that's how you attract things into your life. I was doing visualizations on the couch, you know, almost every day of what my life's going to look like when I have the money I want to have and when I have these clients and what my bank account will look like. I was seeing the amounts, you know, coming into my bank account, I, I wrote out what my pricing would be. So I would see the amounts for my, my one-month package and my two-month package and my three-month package. I would see those amounts in my account. And I'd be, feel, you know, try to get in the feeling of relief and the joy and going out and buying the house I wanted to buy and the car I wanted to buy. And I would see the leather seats and I would, you know, I'd be with my lovely partner. And, you know, I was visualizing it all. But I was having a hard time getting in touch with the feelings. And and you kept saying, just be this person. And and I still had angst about 
how to do that, but I was owning it more every day. I was telling myself more and more that that's what I am. And finally, a friend contacted me in May and said, I, you know, she, she runs this big company out in Oregon, and she says, our top salesperson needs coaching, and I know you're starting a business. Would you coach her? And he says, I'll pay for 10 sessions for her. I'll give you $500. And I thought, that's $50 a session. That sucks, you know. And then I thought, wait a minute, this was my first client. You know, it's like I'm being offered money, you know. And, <laughs> but it, it was pushing the button of the reason I never wanted to do coaching because it never seemed like I would make enough money as a coach. You know, like, you know, at 100 bucks a session, it, like that's, that's never going to be enough money for me. But I said, but you know what? I could live on it. And, and then when it was $50 a session, I said, okay, look, I was reading this book by this famous coach, Steve Chandler, who said the way to get coaching clients is to simply say to yourself, who can I coach today? Every morning wake up and say, who can I coach today? And just be so dedicated to coaching and the love of coaching that you'll talk to anybody for one or two hours and don't scrimp on the amount of time you spend with them. Just get into the coaching experience with them. And then you'll find out that, number one, how good of a coach you are or not, and you'll also turn that person on to your coaching. And if they like what happens in that hour or two, they might sign up with you. They might say, hey, look, I'd like to do coaching with you. And so well, here there was... probably isn't a more powerful way to be a prosperous coach than to be coaching. I mean, I love that we, we can visualize, we can script, we can journal it, but to go out and do it, that tells us that that informs our vibration in a very powerful way that we are a coach. So I get the power of that practice. And it sounds like that recalling that is what helped turn around your attitude around a, your first client. <laughs> around, around coaching her. Cause I said, look, here's 10 sessions where I can just spread my wings and coach. And it turned out that of course, law of attraction, she was the perfect client because she was already into her own success and her own she was very dedicated to being successful in her relationship with her fiance, with her work, you know, as a top salesman in this multi-million dollar corporation, um, and work, you know, working with her kids. She was constantly looking for how she could do better. So all I had to do was introduce her to law of attraction and show her how she could use that to continually, you know, up her game and and understand how she's manifesting everything. Oh, I bet so you both loved it. it. It became a, a beautiful journey of so much joy. Each week was just increasing joy, increasing love, increasing success for her, and increasing success for me because, you know, duh, I'm a coach and I'm good. I'm good at what I do. And so at and the same I love time. It. I mean, that to be doing what you love, that's such a good vibration right there too. Yeah, and, and then you said, and you were saying to me, why would you not just – believe that you're on the straightaway now, Tom. You're out of that curve, you know, where you were going to hit the wall and fail <laughs> and crash and burn, and you just you kept your eyes on the track, and now you're, you're in the straightaway, Tom. And I said, okay, yeah, um, you know, but I didn't fully believe it. But then because you said it to me, you know, it's the power of coaching, I, I, just, I just kept going on that same track. I, I want to just own the fact. And it, I had enough angst also driving me to say, I've got to like break out of any inhibition I have about being a successful coach now. So I developed this affirmation where I said to myself, I'm a prosperous, successful, and then I add wealthy, eventually wealthy coach who is skillful, intuitive, and compassionate, who attracts just the right amount of clients in just the right timing to make exactly the amount of money I need and want in my life. And that's become my main affirmation. Right. And so I would step into that. So if I'm driving in my car or if I'm walking down the street or I'm sitting in my condo, I would say that, and I, and I found that I could actually begin to, to really believe it completely. You know, like, I mean, not completely, but completely, you know, I mean, as mm -hmm. fully as I possibly could. And, and all of a sudden, I start getting hits on my website. As soon as the <laughs> website was up and really the way I wanted it, I start getting these discovery session requests, you know, where they're requesting from New Orleans and requesting from Miami, you know, like people saying, I want to do a discovery session. Well, the first five or six people, only about 
two of them actually had a discovery session. The rest didn't even respond back when I sent them an email saying, what time would you like to do it? They didn't even respond. And so I thought, that's weird. Is this what it's going to be like? And I said, no. I'm a prosperous and successful coach. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to get clients. And so the first um, clients that I coached, they didn't sign up. You know, they, they really loved the session. They said it was really great. I kind of waited for them to get back to me, but I had no angst about it. I just said, no problem. It's no problem. I'm going to get clients. It's just going to keep coming. And so pretty soon, um, this doctor from India contacts me. I said, how did you hear about me? And she says, oh, I was Googling, and I, I, was, I saw your website, and it said, you are joy. And I thought, oh, I used to feel so much joy, and now I no longer feel joy in my life. Where did my joy go? And I looked at your website, and I said, I must talk to this man, you know. And, uh, wow. and it was really cool because she, she signed up for nine sessions and wired me the money from India, you know. And wow. all of a sudden, I had, I had my second client, you know. And I did sessions for her for $75 a session because I didn't know how much money that is in India, you know, if that's – I felt that might be a lot, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so I said, yeah, I'll do it for that price, and she was okay with it. And then – Several, several other people that I had discovery sessions, they signed up. And I realized that all I did in discovery session was I didn't try to sell them at all. I simply would coach my butt off. You know, I would just give them a really powerful coaching experience. And I would say in my email back to them, I'd say, I'm so excited to have a powerful, you know, enlivening coaching experience with you um, or something like that. You know, and they, and that's what I would deliver. And then, people would get to the end of the thing and I'd go past the hour. I didn't care. I'd just keep on a roll. I said, you want to keep talking? <laughs> they'd say, sure, you know, and then I'd keep talking and then they'd say, well, I, I, I want to work with you. And I'd say, okay, uh, here's my rates. And I had this little piece of paper and I'd read them the, the, the little more expensive rates. I had two package, two uh, packages of one month, two months, and three months, one at a little bit higher rate, one a little bit lower. And, uh, and if they seemed to like the higher rate, <laughs> I would sign them up at that. And if they didn't, I'd say, well, you know, I can also offer a sliding scale. If, if your finance, if it's difficult with money at all, I'm more than happy to offer you a sliding scale. And they'd say, yeah, I kind of need that. And so now the clients have just kept coming all through the month of um, July, mainly part of June and all through July in a perfectly timed sequence, just like I said, they keep <laughs> coming. And then they, they just show up. I do a discovery session. I say to myself before the discovery session, you know, I say their first name and I say, Carrie is going to sign up with me. And, mm-hmm. and I just really feel it. You know, I just feel like it's how easy that could be to sign mm-hmm. them up. And then when I talk with them, I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. They, they're blown away and they sign up. And, and now I've got, I've got three clients that have signed up at $110 a session. So I'm upping it now because I, I'm feeling that, if I get the feeling on the phone that the person is that type of person who maybe wouldn't have a problem with $110, which is still a low amount for a lot of coaches. It is. Then I, I mean, yeah, brand new graduates I, average 125 So, yeah, that's still a great Is that right? Deal. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, see, and to me, $110 is I, – I could literally live the rest of my life if I had eight clients a week at $110 mm-hmm. uh, a, a session. I could live, you know, with my little Social Security check, I could live a really nice life. But it wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have the house in the mountains that I want. And I wouldn't have the house on the beach in Brazil, you know, well, which you I know, do. You know what you're house. doing, too. You're, you're expanding. You're allowing. Like, you know, at first, all you could allow was no one want no one. And then you could allow some free sessions, but they didn't sign up. And then you could allow, okay, one client, it was 50 bucks a session, but you could allow that. You're allowing continues to expand. Abraham says whenever our thing doesn't happen that we wanted it just means we hit the limits of our allowing and that's our cue to expand our allowing and what i see you doing is you're doing that really quickly (laughs) like this is happening in lightning fast speed as you're evolving through the the type of arrangements that you're allowing to unfold in your business yeah yeah and i think a lot of it you know it does when you said you know what what is your underlying what's the underlying beliefs that i have i mean I've had a belief my whole adult life that I sh- I want to give myself the gift of the life that I want to live, and therefore, 
you know, like that's why I attracted for 30 years a business that I only had to work 100 days a year and made 100 to 150,000 net every year. And I think I attracted that because I loved my time off. I, I, you know, and that enabled me to raise a family where the stepkids had great difficulty because of their father and all these, you know, all these complications. But it also let me be out in nature a whole lot, which I really, really love and do other things I really love to do. Um, And so I've always felt like that's something that's totally possible. You can give yourself the gift of what you want to give yourself and that the universe will give it, will allow that. And and so there's been this huge learning curve the last, you know, four years with Law of Attraction to realize how all of it works and then to be able to explain that to clients, you know, to be able to say Mm -hmm. to them, here's Mm -hmm. how you might be able to manifest. But it's also built on a foundation of my whole adult life doing what I wanted to do. You know, which is pretty cool. Um, when I ran oh. communities all, I ran communities all around the country. That, that there couldn't have been a better job for me. I didn't get paid, but I got taken care of. I had all my food, shelter, and clothing taken care of, and I loved that environment. You know, I I just thrived in that environment. And so, I, you know, that set me up from the time I was in my twenties to realize that anything I want, really, I mean, really, I can have. But boy, when it came to me manifesting my gifts with no strings attached, just me as the infinite being that I am, that's when all my shit hit the fan, you know. <laughs> and uh, and but wor- working through that has made me the coach I am, you know, which is really cool. I get it. Yeah, it's nice to be able to see the, the blessings from that contrast. So what would you say were the key things that you had to manage? I mean, um, in, in chat rooms, some are commenting about uh, how your releasing of the resistance was part of um, what served you really well. I'm trying to keep up on chat. Uh, But what would you say, Tom, is what you really, what was really instrumental in allowing this desire to unfold? Because I heard several, several pieces of alignment that you practiced, and I know you had gremlins. It's not like, you were one of those rare people who just expected success, and it happened. I know you had gremlins that you had to manage through this process. So what would you attribute your success to primarily? Well, I'm still managing gremlins to this day, and I think it's, I think it's gremlin management is the key to my success. I mean, that I've, that I've learned to um, apply the principles of law of attraction and in a practice. I've made it... I've made it a practice, and I I refuse to um, not be successful. Um, oh my I don't know gosh, I, mean. I just love that. I refuse <laughs> to not be successful. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I that. mean, I mean, I just, I just, you know, know that I am entitled to a really, really, really beautiful life, and that's why I came here. And you also lived it daily, didn't you? I mean, you didn't wait. You weren't all spending every waking hour on this business. I mean, you you engaged the life that you wanted in lots of ways already, correct? Well, that's why it took me so long because I I realized that look, I'm I'm in my late sixties. If I'm not enjoying my life, what? How much longer? I I don't know how much longer I'm going to live. I have to enjoy it now. You know, and it's really true of everybody, but it's really becomes clear when you're in your 60s. You know, it's like, it's like if you're not, if you're not like going to the places you want to go and hanging out with people you want to hang out with, playing the musical instrument you want to play and singing the songs you want to sing and doing the dances you want to dance and, and all that stuff, well, then when are you going to do it? And so I've been, I've been really needing to always take the time to be sure that I'm going out into nature and I'm going to the dances I want to go to and these things. And so that sort of means my foot's not always on the accelerator of develop your business, develop your business, and then you can enjoy your life. You know, it's like I, I have to just keep sucking it up and going, I have, sorry, I got to enjoy my life now. You know, I got to pay the price of being happy now. And luckily that, that dovetails really well with law of attraction because you know, happiness begets happiness, joy begets joy, and it's really the only way that it all happens. And so, I mean, even now, if I if I put too much focus on developing some aspect of my business, I I start to lose my resilience. 
you know, mm-hmm. and it, it reminds me again, oh, well, yeah, I, have, duh, I haven't been going out dancing or, duh, I haven't been up in the mountains sitting on my favorite river for like a month, you know, it's like, right. or, you know, I dropped away from several of my friends so that I could focus on my email campaign. And man, if that, e- if that email campaign isn't a lot of fun, then, then I'm starting to go back down the rabbit hole of like, you know, shutting myself off from the very life force that I need to, to thrive. Um, and I think that takes some courage to practice when we have so many muggle examples around us, you know, instructing the opposite. Um, I've, I've really had to drop the muggle stuff, and that was a strong – there's a lot of strong messages, you know, that, you know, what it takes to pay the price in order to get your business up and running, you know. And um, I love the fact I'm working with you. I'm so grateful for your work and the Good Vibe University and everything because it's a constant reminder that that's not how it works. You know, that's the, that's an old school way of doing things. Okay, we've got a couple questions. Uh, one in chat room, and then I'll ask Susan. So Guillaume asks, uh, how did Tom handle those gremlins? Can you speak to that, Tom? Yeah, well, it's, it's by having a practice, um, being sure I meditate every day and really getting into meditation so that I'm truly following my breath I'm truly letting myself go to that deep place inside, you know, breathing all the way down into my hips and all the way to the crown of my head, you know, like, and really not just letting that be a time where my mind is allowed to wander, you know. I mean, it's going to wander anyway, but, you know, just just letting meditation really happen and then and then really having a practice of appreciation journal, um, of, of, of really telling a better feeling story. I mean... You know, that answer, your answer to that question, I, when I work with clients, I have over 40 different methods I use with clients that help them understand how throughout their entire day they always have a choice to tell a better feeling story. They always have a chance to segment and tend into the next moment of their life. They have a chance to recognize that the moment is their point of power. There's so many ways that we can come into awareness throughout our entire day that that we can practice and, and be aware of. So, you know, it's changing my all my languaging, you know, to where I I don't I don't use words of struggle or challenge or I'm trying or I wish or you know, so many different words that don't really say that I'm already the thing that I want to be. Um yeah, that practice of visualization is huge. I mean, I would say the hugest thing lately has been to own the fact that I already am the prosperous, successful coach, the very thing I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. That's how I keep it. All those are to keep my gremlins at bay. And also, I do not believe in gremlins. I mean, I, I really believe that who I really am is a complete being. I'm not, I don't have anything dysfunctional inside me. There's no such thing as anything that's dysfunctional in me. You know, whether it's my body or it's my mind or my emotions or anything, it's like it's all to be accepted and loved. And then from that point of the fact that I'm an infinite being and that I'm completely healthy in every way, just keep owning that more and more. You know, when you described that, Tom, I just I had this impulse to pause and pass that around for everyone because I think that's a beautiful thing for everyone to be able to experience, to know that about themselves. And I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just pass that around to everyone in the room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we all are that. You know, we we all are this completely, completely beautiful, healthy being, and and that's why we struggle with our planet. That's why we struggle with so many things is because we think there's just ease. You know, we we think something's wrong, and it, we don't understand the power of wellness. You know, I mean. That's why Abraham says 100% of our job here is is to be receptive to well-being because that's 100% of who we are, you know. And the more we accept it, the more we simply live in it and the more it just shows up, you know, and we because it's never not there anyway, you know. No, you're it's, right. And for, and for so many who are waiting for things to change in order to acknowledge well-being, I mean, that's the holdup, that, that unwillingness to embrace it now in present circumstances and allow it to, to be revealed even more obviously. Yeah, I keep saying to myself, you know, it's like I, I minimize the symptoms of, of disease, you know, of 
dysfunction, you know, or whatever. Or, you know, it's like I, I either refuse to believe them or I, I just minimize them. Um, so, you know, if somebody's telling me all the reasons why I have candida and, you know, how it's affecting me and all the symptoms, I just go, okay, well, I hear you, but you know what? I, I don't even want to be in that world. I just want to be in the world of letting go of my symptoms, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if that means if that means changing my diet, I change my diet. You know, I, I'll be I do things, but it's always to minimize the idea of disease and maximize the idea of wellness as in every way I can. You know, I'm just always looking for that. You know, because we're coming out of a really old paradigm of of believing in um, in struggle and suffering and mm-hmm. disease, and you know, it's just an old limited way of thinking. Agreed. All right. Uh, Susan, did you have a comment or question? I did. Um, uh, Thank you, Tom. Um, Welcome. I believe uh, we spoke late in the spring, um, Mm -hmm. and at that time you were still uh, had a lot of resistance, even with feedback of from people who'd work with you about uh, how good a coach you are. Um, about what? You about how good a coach you are. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. So one of the things you said was you were able to create the affirmation um, that helped you move forward. I also wonder what allowed you, was it the... Um, ten by the the purchase of the ten coaching sessions or whatever that allowed you to drop the resistance that had been there. It was it was an evolution of dropping resistance all along the way. So even when I talked with you, I I was in a process every day of dropping resistance by the practices I do with law of attraction, um, and Yes, once I saw that first client, you know, that was driftwood evidence, as Abraham says, you know, that these things are beginning to actually show up. And so, like I said, it took me a while even after I had that client to accept that I was going to get another one and then another one. Um, But Jeanette really helped me a lot by, by her saying, you know, her just talking about, you know, not if you're going into the curve and you feel like you're going to crash and you just you don't look at the wall you look at you look at the straightaway and you and you just keep driving um and and to realize that that meant keep owning the fact that I'm already this prosperous coach and I, I just remember a time when I stepped into it in such a way that I knew I was finally there um and that I really did own it in a way that would had to produce change and that's when all the other clients started coming. I got to say how impressed I am with your process there, Tom, because I also had the same gremlin thoughts that even though this person hired me, that didn't mean anyone else ever would. It's like they wanted me to just be in a perpetual state of fear and anxiety, and it took me a lot, lot, lot longer to accept that, okay, this is going to work. I mean, a lot longer. (laughs) So I'm really impressed with how quickly you were able to... um, Tame those gremlins. I that was a. It was. I'm glad you spoke to that. That was a good question from Guillaume. And yes, Susan. Yes, addressing the resistance. I think no matter what we're manifesting in our life, recognizing where our resistance is and learning how to release it is is key to the success. Yeah, it really, it's it's really great now to coach other people because after you know during and after every session, I realize it's all for me. You know that it's mm-hmm. it's just giving me a massage every time of all these things that I that I believe in and that I'm I'm just trying to live more of every day. Um, when I actually exercise those muscles with the clients and help and watch them transform, then I just realize more and more that oh, I can own it more. I can own that more. I can become more you and more conversant with all this. That's exactly why I, when someone asks me, how do, you, how do you get to be a good manifester? I say, teach it to someone else because when you are sharing these concepts with another, I think it calls us to embrace them even more powerfully ourselves. And I continue to do the same thing 
I know my work with other people also makes me more um, more true to this work. And and I think Tom, that also speaks to what you shared earlier about the power of connecting with others who are up to the same game. It's it's like we are who we hang out with. So by spending our time with other committed creators, we can't help but become better at it ourselves, whether we're doing it as coaches or as community members or buddy manifestors, however we get there. Um, Susan, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you have um follow-up or comment on for Tom? Just congratulations and pleased that Tom is continuing to grow and uh, I just wrote in the the mantra the that uh as a academic I used which is see one do one teach one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so thank you Susan thank you yeah Anyone yeah else? I, I, oh go ahead oh, Tom go ahead uh, I was just going to say I was reminded as you were talking about the analogy of uh when you get in a sailboat and you um Someone was telling me this great story yesterday. They said if you wanted to take a sales boat from Boston to to England, um, you know, you can get the best boat in the world and put it in the water and and really know how to sail and get all, everything rigged and the sail up. And then you know you have to have the right wind to uh, to make that to make that journey. And without the wind, and and the wind comes rather seemingly randomly, but of course we know law of attraction, it's not random at all. But um I was reminded of when when the when the wind hits that sail, that's when all the ropes and everything I used to sail a lot, and that's when all the ropes and everything tighten. And mm. and you, you have to have everything uh cinched in on your jib and your mainsail just right for you to tack just perfectly across the water at the top speed you can go at. And and so it's a it's this finessing pro- process, and I always speak to my clients and myself that I'm finessing my life. I call it finessing my life. In fact, that would be a good book I might write called that. But uh, <laughs> but it's like it's sort of like you know you pull the you pull those ropes, I and mean, sometimes it's just an inch of adjustment, you know, and you're and there's a lot of tension on them. But but when you get it just right, you're in that sweet spot. You know, we everybody talks yeah. about the sweet spot, and and I really believe that as light workers as as messengers of light we are so blessed to to be discovering that sweet spot and it really is the spot where where that infinite all these infinite uh you know beings that are here to help us and our own infinite self they're they're all syncing up you know mm-hmm. in a way where where that's the way life is designed to work you know, it's designed to be this really smooth, perfect sail. You know, I mean, yeah, there's going to be times where the wind dies and where, you know, things happen. But, you know, in general, it's just, it's it's all designed really, really well. And I'm just getting a lot of messages these days that, you know, of the vastness of the infinite um, realm that's 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 assisting us. And I wanted to say that too. That's a huge part of my success. Is that I. I believe tremendously in receiving the help from the unseen realm mm. and in asking for that help and in aligning my own self as one of those unseen, you know, allies is my own divine self, you know. And did, um did, did you have an automatic worthiness in place or is that something you had to consciously work on because I think that you're right about how helpful it is to to call on and allow that divine support. Did you have to do anything to feel worthy of that, or was that already in place from the beginning? Oh no, I've, I've, it's, it's probably the biggest thing I struggled with for most of my life was self worth. That's why you've been doing that work all along for you know. I've been doing it all along, but it took me till I was in my sixties to my early sixties to realize um, what a real issue I had with it and how how much I needed to surrender to loving myself. I mean, it was only like four years ago that I was sitting in this very room I'm sitting in here, totally miserable, realizing that I was my own worst enemy. I remember the day I realized that 
my God, you know, there is no, I could never have a worse enemy than myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the way that I treat myself and the way that I beat myself up and the amount of mm-hmm. guilt and shame and blame and sadness and, and, and fear and worry that I put myself through. And so I realized that's, I got I to gotta quit being this person. I got to quit treating myself this way. And then it was the self-worth, you know, to accept the fact that, that, that it was just loving myself and forgiving myself and accepting myself. I still are not even over the word forgiveness, even though I know Abraham said there's nothing to be forgiven. But and and I run into clients, of course, you know, who are who are heavy into into this really deep blame of themselves. And you know, just it's just something you know that I've really struggled with. But um, I'm still owning that a lot. You know, uh, along those lines. Thanks, Tom Brent. Was that what your question was uh, directed towards? Let Brent unmute. I think he's dialed in. Hi, yeah. Um, I just wanted how's to hear your voice, Brent. Brent. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Good to hear you all. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, you. like, when we got to that point of being aware of that self-worth key, what was what were some of the practices that, like, once you got to that point that you kind of moved through, moved into, like, what new practices or new ways of seeing yourself to get that self-worthiness. I think that's similar to what Leslie was talking about. Hmm. How do you well, get past I did, that gremlin, I guess? I did a lot of um, just breathing through my heart. You know, I, like in that heart math book, they say if you put your hand over your heart and breathe, let your heart breathe, um, that it actually does. And... Um, and I guess then just just a lot of like laying in bed in the morning and just or at night if I'd wake up with a, a deep concern or worry and I would I would love myself out of it. You know, I would oh, I would just I would love just, myself out of it. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> and just you know, just keep saying, you know, that um I'm completely okay, you know, and that I'm I I think just the constant realization that I'm actually an infinite being, Abraham helped me so much, you know, by pointing that out so many in so many ways and so many times that you know, I mean I mean understanding that nothing serious is going on here. This is this big situation comedy as they say and I don't know, just just taking the drama out of everything. Um it's just so loving to myself to be um willing to accept the fact that Life is not meant to be a struggle, um, and that, and that I'm already a totally whole, infinite being, and that, and that why, why bring this this other stuff into it? Um, so if ever I would feel unworthy about who I was, I would just I would just step through it. That's why I did 24 weeks of comedy improv classes, because every time you step on the stage. Um, I just finished those you know, a couple months ago. Every time I step on the stage in a scene, I have to step out of my own self-judgment and what I think other people think of me. Um, it was amazing to think that that I that I could give up being judged by anybody else and that there is no higher authority anywhere in the universe that's judging me. There's there's nobody anywhere that can judge me or is judging me. So if I'm judging myself in any way or criticizing myself in any way. Stop it! You know, it's sort of like that's <laughs> completely not necessary. You know, it's like it's just an old, old thing that I got from my parents and my teachers. You know, just a, this critical voice or this judge, judger, and just realize that um, that the key to everything. And of course, you know, the whole Course in Miracles is based on that, and that was a huge revelation to me to realize that the whole Course in Miracles is based on the fact that it's either love or it's fear. You know, and that you're either embracing one or the other and so i just realized well then damn i'm i'm gonna go for the love one you know it's like <laughs> i'm i'm gonna love myself and i'm just gonna love you know everybody and everything as fully as i possibly can and trust the fact that that's how the universe works it's another one of those key words of how the universe works just the same as joy which is why my website's called you are joy you know is because i really believe that you know that that's that's the essence of everything, and so loving myself has been just accepting all of it and realizing that I have every right. It's my birthright to be this this complete being of light, and and just quit being anything else. 
I know maybe that's not a very good answer, but that's there's so much more to it, you know. I feel like every session I have with a client, it's just elaborating. We, we just elaborate on this stuff for a whole hour. And then the next client, we elaborate on this stuff for a whole hour. It's an endless topic. It's like listening to Abraham for three weeks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> Thank you, Brent, for the question. That's great. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. So, Tom, yeah, we're about at the top of the hour, and I did want to ask you, you said your website is youarejoy.com. Who is it that you love to work with? Who's your favorite? What's your ideal client? Well, I put on the website, uh, you know, people that have gone through something like me. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people, I, I, I'm actually all the clients, of course, that I've attracted um, are the people who are, have been very beset with uh, worry, fear, uh, lack of confidence, um, depression, uh, moodiness, um, you know, diet problems. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I've really been one of those kind of people who's been through the extremes in a certain way, but not at all like some people have. Um, so I'm, I've been attracting those people, but I really love working with somebody who's on the cusp of discovering that that, oh my God, this life is nothing but a playground. Oh my God, I could just be so friggin' happy. What? You mean I don't really have to have any problems and that this is all created? What? I'm infinite and like I can never get it wrong? It's like those are the people I really want to talk to. And and some of my clients are getting there, especially these 20-somethings. It's really wonderful to watch these 24-year-olds. They go so fast, at least some of them, through, through their stuff and then they're just starting to sail because they have their whole life ahead of them and they're just seeing, well, then I could write my own ticket. I mean, I could do anything. And I go, yeah, you could do anything. You know, it's like, what do you really want to do? You know, it's like. Um, I love the idea of you teaching 20-year-olds that they can write their own ticket. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm doing one guy for free right now in Serbia. And he, he wants mm. to trade me for, he wants to trade me to help me get my Facebook site up up and running better. Uh but he's so cute. I mean, he, he giggles when I tell him this stuff. He, he's never heard it. And I said, what are you laughing? I said, why are you laughing? And he says, this is so great. This is, this, wow. I love what you're saying. Wow. And I said, well, yeah. He says, he says, I thought it was like this. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, I appreciate your letting us pick your brain and you sharing your experience so authentically. I I find it highly inspiring. My favorite part personally was that recognition when you were talking about sailing, how um, there is a, there's a, a tension that allows us to get into that sweet spot. It reminds me of how Abraham talks about the value of contrast that, you know, like when something would break and Jerry would say, yay, something to go by. Like without contrast, the thing doesn't work. You're your words around that were even more meaningful in terms of the sailboat analogy. So I appreciated mm. that. And, I, I mean, you've you've just got so many things that I think a lot of people struggle with and would also benefit from by implementing, including that commitment to enjoying the process, not just waiting until it happens before we celebrate, and also saying mm. yes to what's in your heart rather than choosing your vocation through some other means, you, you really set yourself up for some nice success by embracing in a very powerful way many of the concepts that we all know about, but to see them engaged in real life under pressure when gremlins are still speaking up, I think is highly inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Is there well, any one thought you. you'd like to uh, to leave us with? Well, I'll leave you with what's the cutting edge of my growth right now, and that is that um, I really want to I really want to play with with the wind that's coming into my sail. Um, the wind is that infinite, loving, universal force, you know, of of beauty, of 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 you know, the fact that we're elevating, we're ascending, and and as we ascend into this infinite capacity of who we are that infinite is descending into us, into this world, you know, and this is the most amazing time to be, you know, letting that unseen wind fill our sail and realizing that it isn't just all about how we finesse this thing. It's 
the fact that there that that wind exists, you know, and that it and that it could take us all the way from Boston to England, you know, in a in a really beautiful ride. And you know, so just okay, just just that 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 infinite capacity is something to be really um, focused on. I think a lot. Well, my new my new title for you is Wind Whisperer. <laughs> I love how you play with that, Ooh, I like that universal force. I like that. You're a lot of fun, Tom. Thank you again for coming today. Thank you, Brent and Susan and everyone in chat room for contributing today. Uh, Thank you, everyone. If anyone wants to reach out to you, Tom, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, um, probably just go on my website. I have, I have a. You can sign up for a free discovery session page, but there's also a page just to contact me, or you can just email me at tom at urjoy.com. Right on. You're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thanks no, everyone for joining. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Tom. Thanks, Thanks you, everybody. Everybody. I love you. You too, Tom. Bye-bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.